0: the first version i i did like the game a lot because i used to play the game with my friends a lot we we call it werewolf or, or more than arch in my language or mafia or whatever uh, and I would always end up being very emotional about it and feeling left out and all of that. So I was like, oh my God, this is such a great vehicle to talk about human nature and group behavior and just like, is the killer inside of us or outside of us? And then we got Sarah the Lab, who's a playwright. And we, um, you know, we, we started to work on the scripts and, and make it into what it is right now. That's the scary thing about this game. It's psychological warfare. You never know which secrets are gonna come out when. It is a thrilling game, but of course it is just a metaphor for all the the relationships that they have with each other and how they act and how their relationship with their phone is and all of that. If these characters would stand still for one second and reflect, the film would stop. So the music just needs to go on and on and on and just say like, listen, they are just like little animals and they start to eat each other at a certain point.
1: Welcome to Speak All Evil, the podcast. You were warned about. I'm Trent here with Kevin, Cat, and Dave. Hello, hello, hello. Hi. Follow us on Instagram at Speak All Evil Pod. Rate and review if you like the show. This week, is there a theme, Kevin?
2: Uh, this is what Amazon Prime recommended after I watched Bodies, Bodies, Bodies.
1: Okay, <laughs> good enough for me. <laughs> algorithm. Woo. It's it's algorithm week.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so no real theme this week. I'm not kidding. You guys, Trent uh, and Dave, had recommended that I watch Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I rented it. It's like a $6 rental right now. And then like the first movie recommended underneath was The Final Girls. And this is a movie um, from 2016 that largely flew under the radar. Um, I had found it a few years ago. I think probably because I'm a big Thaisa Farmiga fan. We just talked about her and The Nun. Basically, The Final Girls is a very like meta horror comedy where you have, on the anniversary of her mother's death, a young woman named Max attends a screening of her mom's seminal 80s slasher film. So her mom was kind of a scream queen back in, in the 80s. And the movie's called Camp Bloodbath. But after she goes to this screening with her friends, a fire breaks out in the theater, and they're forced to jump through the movie screen to escape the fire, and they find themselves now in the movie Camp Bloodbath. So Max now has to not only navigate the fact that she's face-to-face with her mother, who is basically her movie character, so she has no idea that it's her mother... Um, or that Max is her daughter, but she also needs to figure out how to deal with Billy, the slasher in the movie, and that none of them are getting out of this until the final girl uh, kills our antagonist. This is, I was surprised to go back to this and see that it was PG 13. I still like it, I think it has a lot of heart. It's one of the earlier horror movies that I watched with my daughter because it doesn't have like the boobs and the blood and all that um, but when I watched it this time for the show I was like really wish this had
0: mm-hmm. boobs
2: and blood <laughs> <laughs> like, and maybe it wasn't an early uh, too. W- a one for my for my daughter I do still enjoy it I think it's I think it's funny I think uh, Malin Ackerman uh, playing max's mom slash nancy the star of our slasher uh, is good adam Devine is in it uh, a lot of you probably know him from like workaholics he's a, a funny dude or the pitch perfect movies um, i think it's i think it's a fun ride um but upon a rewatch, i do kind of regret the fact that it's a pg-13 and not an r and i'm guessing i'm gonna get taken to test this week so <laughs> take it away welcome, Mr. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> No, this movie's great.
3: Um, <laughs> for me to poop on. <laughs> if you're throwing a, a slumber party. It's perfect for that sort of thing. Well, Despicable. <laughs> just despicable. <laughs> How could you?
4: Wow. Woo.
3: Gross, Kevin. Gross. I hated this movie so much. Oh. I thought it was very superficially meta. Uh, it was like just the really like exterior... Uh, tropes, but not really quite nailing it, and I just, I I thought it was just like a B-list flop for me, I don't know, I absolutely hated that I I have, it it was like Demons, uh, if like Pleasantville made it
4: (laughs) or something (laughs) (laughs) because
3: they go through the screen and then just the plot just doesn't make sense, it just goes all over the place and they just kind of do whatever, it's like this kind of movie and that, I don't know this
1: should be called Freaky Friday the Thirteenth.
3: Hey! Oh! <laughs> Snap, that's...
1: All of a sudden, I'm watching like uh, some sort of like after school mother daughter thing. Meta. I agree a hundred percent, folks. This may have been 2015, 16, but Scream was 30 years ago. You can't just talk about. Oh, you know, horror movies always have a final girl. Like, okay, that's not enough. You're not lampooning. You're not being meta by just saying horror movies have a final girl. And she's a virgin. I mean, I've seen it a thousand fucking times at this point in good movies. You know what this did remind me of that is good? A classic horror story, which is still on Netflix. Remember that one? We talked about that. Yeah, the Italian one. Yeah, where they yeah. go and they and they go in the van. They mysteriously end up in a horror movie. Pretty ridiculous, you know, but that one is good. You know, we joke. Usually, we're joking. Like we talk a little bit. Like we watch something like Lights Out, another one of yours, uh, recent ones. Um, And we're like, <laughs> "Oh wow!" We one like years. CW, you know, WB Whoa. Network. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this really is. This is made for TV after school. CW with the lighting behind the the girl and the hair, like the the soft focus, all of that stuff. And I guess it's no surprise because the director. Todd Strauss, uh, Schlausen, whatever his name is. (laughs) I I don't know if you guys are familiar with anything he's done in the past, but he directed A Very Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas. Yep. He directed uh, Isn't It Romantic, a meta-rom-com starring Rebel Wilson. And uh, on tap, coming out soon, TBA, Silent Retreat, a rom-com starring Isabella Rossellini. So that gives you a little bit of an idea. Um, The writers, Fortin and Miller, are best known for writing the uh, USA Network drama called Queen of the South. Folks, I need I say more. Sus. I don't want to pile on, but I got to be honest. I don't know what's going on with this podcast. He just dropped his notes. We're talking about evil bong. We're talking about fucking USA Network. I'm sorry. I, I'm are, sorry. are we just trying to have a not good time? I'm just trying to have a good time? Yeah, I was. You know what? I was. I was trying to have a good time. And so coming off the heels of Evil Bong, I was really nice about Lights Out. I mean, I just...
4: Listen, we're not coming off the heels of Evil Bong. We're coming off the heels of fucking Grotesque and the other fucking gore porn that you made us watch last week. Okay, so I think it's fine that we go tit for tat. If Over you here. want to
1: go tit for tat, we can do. If, if it's going to be that kind of a dynamic, no, now, no, 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 you're going to bring in like the I'm worst thing you can think of, and I'm not then I'll, asking I'll bring in like an awesome tit. horror movie. No, that's cool. No, 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 but no. But I'll skip those weeks, maybe or something.
4: Hey, wow, I think you yeah, need to, wow. one. I don't know if anyone has any chill pills around, but if they have any extra for Trent, I think maybe he needs one. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. got you. So kind. <laughs> I thought this was an enjoyable. Horror comedy. Personally, I would say that there are some corny moments. Yes, I'm not saying that there aren't, but I thought that they were balanced out by the funny dialogue. I thought the acting was fun, um, and then I thought like the there were some gore and effects moments that I was really into, specifically. I really liked the slow-mo scene at the end. I thought that was kind of funny when they're like running through the woods and they know it's in slow motion. There's like the 80s like jam going on behind them. I thought that was fun. I liked the cool scene with the um, Malin Ackerman, sure. Um, Being in the field with the purple sky behind her. And like, I thought that was nice, you know? Just really enjoyable moments for me in this film. The cast I thought was really funny. I thought it was a cast the correct way. We had Adam Devine, who was also in that movie with Rebel Wilson, and then it's pronounced
1: Levine. (laughs) Have you seen that? Have you seen that one?
4: I watched some of it, (laughs) and then I realized it was (laughs) not for me, folks. But that's okay i watched all of this one twice this is my son i watched i June saw time. this you yeah watched this not two- for the pod oh my god i watched oh, it. okay i've seen it before and gotcha. then was excited when kevin was like that's my pick and i'm like great i'm not gonna see excited. a fucking penis cut off or whatever this week i thought the plot was interesting yes it was very pleasantville which is fun to think about but like pleasantville meets uh the town that dreaded sundown mm. ooh ah! Uh, remember that one yep yes <laughs> i think that this one tickled all my wants and needs this week so i thought it was a fun watch would watch it again great for all the slumber parties i've got planned can't wait thank you very
3: much <laughs> they've drawn a line in the sand there
4: is no line we are all in the same circle within the sand and we're in this together. Here
3: we yeah, I don't are know. Trent,
2: Trent is... look The look that Trent is giving me over his microphone. <laughs> right is it
4: sexual I, or is it angry? We it
2: don't know. It is angry. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's like a hate fuck look. But it's like a it, sexual anger. It is anger. not positive. Mm.
1: I don't know if we need to institute some kind of Quality control <laughs> measures, or like if we need, no. I we need I the feel like department. The artistic differences are really coming to the forefront of this band.
2: I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know why you think that everything has to be like down in the doldrums and like super violent or nah, like super nah, sad or nah, whatever, nah, bro. I that's think this is a perfectly that's not true. serviceable you know, that's not true. horror movie. This has a lot of good quirks <laughs> that I enjoy. Yeah. I love like the black you're and, you're and white stuff. Voice, I, I love start the start credit stuff. <laughs> What? She's like, yeah, yeah. I love the I, I love like yeah. the credit stuff. I think they do a bunch of like relatively clever things. Is it Tucker and Dale versus Evil? No. no. Is it Cabin in the Woods? No. no. It's not even Wolf. But it, it it checks off enough of those boxes. And I'm sorry, Trent, that I brought a, a movie that has heart.
1: Oh my Heart. God! Sorry for me um, watch a relationship I mean, with you your hate mother daughter. Uh, and, come on.
2: and daughter. Come on! I apologize for that. Like <laughs> the fact that you might have had emotions for a moment. <laughs> I, yeah. I will. I will take ownership that of that. Weak. That is. That is. That is very a mean weak. thing to do to to a, a friend.
3: <laughs> oh. Oh. Wow. <laughs>
4: um, while we're on the subject of uh, other funny movies that we watched, I thought The Mask that this. Jason character I think uh, was wearing was very reminiscent to me of the behind the mask oh, yeah. uh, rise of Leslie Vernon
2: I was
3: very yeah.
4: into it I missed that movie we should watch that movie again
3: Remind reminded me of the, the Brady Bunch um, the like tiki Cursed Tiki, Bobby.
1: <laughs> oh, <there's no> <laughs> yeah, the Tiki, the pretty much Tiki. That was a scary episode. The tarantula. Yeah, it was scarier than this. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, spiders are scary.
1: I, I did think that is it Adam Devine. Adam Devine. Adam Levine. That he plays the jock he plays the jock that's in the movie camp bloodbath. He plays the dumb jock, right?
2: Yeah. So basically you have our real life characters are now interacting with people that All are right. in the movie and continuing to just think that they're in the movie.
1: So he plays the standard like slasher jock guy. Yeah. He was actually I thought was quite funny.
3: He's always
1: funny. I, I I did think, I will say that I thought the entire cast was really game. For something Mm -hmm. so stupid, like they were really going for it. I thought he was really funny. The guy that played the movie nerd, he was good. Yep. I thought he was pretty funny. Like everybody really seemed to be going for it as hard as they could, given what they had. And I did
3: appreciate that. Yeah, the movie nerd guys from Silicon Valley,
2: and he's also from like Verizon commercials. Yep. Uh, And he was in uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yeah. All right.
4: I think it was canceled last year or something. What a crazy
2: career! That's Silicon Valley.
4: No, he as a human was oh, canceled. Oh, really?
2: Well, okay, like, okay, but I won't oh, say wait, his name.
4: Oh.
3: He was that guy was canceled. Yeah. Oh, finally, something despicable, <laughs> about something evil. He was
4: canceled for like being shitty to his wife. I don't uh, know.
3: That's not that evil. I guess. That doesn't sound that
1: evil. <laughs> I mean, yeah.
4: Look it up. He was just like he's like yeah, like his wife like broke up with them because he was like fucking other people. I'm like, well, doesn't everyone in Hollywood? Oh wait, do that? wait.
3: Did anyone die during the filming of the movie?
2: like the actual filming yeah no
3: besides me
1: oh, shit. oh no i was during um, watching yeah the only text i got
2: this week about my picks was dave sent i uh the final girls makes me want to die that
1: was mean I so thought i that knew was mean.
2: i knew what i was coming into tonight that was not a shock yeah. and I, then i even knew further after i rewatched it you uh, knew when you picked it
1: no no he knew when he, he rewatched know. it see he's telling you right. that he picked it he hadn't seen right. it in a long time and, and then, then when he realized, watched it he yeah. felt the cold i know the feeling the icy cold. I, <laughs> the icy cold when you watch it, you're like, Oh man, i mean, I'm not, gonna
3: hate this. Like you Yeah, it happens to me a lot. Like you, you don't have much time left on the earth and you might not get to watch enough and you're being deprived of two hours or an hour and a half. Like I don't mind sitting through these movies. It doesn't make me angry in, in like a mortal way. It doesn't? <laughs> no. Well, well you, I mean You
1: said that when somebody recommends a good to movie
3: to you, it's like they bought you a beer. Right,
1: and when somebody recommends a bad movie to you, it's like you bought them a beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's true. you bought me those. so
4: many beers. This guy, <laughs> he's so a hedge
1: sorry. artist. I mean, he, he, he's texting mean texts on the thread, Kevin, and then he comes in here, oh, I, I, I hate as much as Trent.
3: You're a bully. Oh, I mean, Trent you guys is got just, a little fiery, wow. though, so I like, thought I'd calm it down a All little right. bit, but I'm I really did like... hate this movie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the, I hate, the... hate, 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 hate. The writer, hated it. the writers that you mentioned, Trent, it's a duo, a writing duo, yeah. life partners as well as writing partners. Oh, I didn't know that. M.A. Fortin and Joshua John Miller. So Miller's dad is Jason Miller, who played Father Karras in The Exorcist and came back for The Exorcist 3. Uh. So he actually said one of the inspirations for this movie was watching his father die over and over again as he's growing up watching The Exorcist, like when he throws himself out the window. And that was one of the inspirations for like the movie within a movie like idea,
1: where the that the daughter can it meets the mother who dies in the movie. I I read that, and that's a thin no, excuse. Fine. But the fine. Exorcist, so
3: died on the set, right?
2: So oh, the, the Exorcist the is the like Exorcist? Yeah, yeah, I think that's on Shudder, okay. like the cursed movies dark. or
3: whatever. It's getting a little darker. Yeah. That guy's There's canceled. Levels. Yeah. Uh, the, the Exorcist. Uh... How about
1: um, the soundtrack? That's another problem with this one. What? Um, the soundtrack is filled with smash hit 80s pop songs. What's the problem? Yeah, that's, the, that's pro- the problem. That sounds like... I didn't have a problem with Great that. Today. It could have. Yeah, Stranger Things that.
2: does that. I gave you Betty Davis I eyes. That.
1: Yeah, I love cool. that song. But that's the cheapest move to do in a movie. If you've ever seen like, the original Suicide Squad, is my go to example, the cheapest move in a shitty movie to engage an audience is you just drop in a smash hit pop song from like some nostalgia era that every person on earth loves. Who doesn't love Betty Davis eyes? Mickey is in there. Cool did- Summer, Bananarama. I mean, they just keep, every time you're like, oh my God, they just drop in. And so now you're just watching a video for like a great song that everybody loves. It's so cheap to keep doing that through the movie. You're just getting the value of this great pop song. It has nothing to do with the it film. It takes
4: place in the eighties, though. I it's know, supposed but that's to a be cheap, that
1: it's just a trick to you're make something trick. interesting happen. You're a trick. Because everybody's like, Wow, I love that song. Well, yeah. So there you go. You just bought what? yourself like You expect the slutty girl theme.
4: not to just dance to
1: the strip. Warrant. Oh my god. Pie. The two strip scene. Okay. Two strip tease scenes in this movie. Yeah. One to cherry pie by warrant. Yes. Absolutely brutal. So good. And they don't even get naked. Folks.
4: Because it's PG-13. <laughs> Stop throwing that one piece of paper.
2: Well, I apologize. I thought that this I thought that this would at least be serviceable. I didn't know that it was literally going to send Trent into a potentially quitting the podcast spiral, <laughs> a multiple note throwing letterman sequence. That I now have to endure.
3: Wait, what do you mean uh, quitting? Did you tell him that we were talking about firing him?
1: <laughs> well, I, I'm never, I will Dude, never That was between quit. me and I, you. I, I was just talking I, about policy. I was one. just was... talking
2: about looking at some policies. I got That's your all policy
4: I right here, pal.
2: Trent wants a QC department. But what, what's that going to be? You? I thought originally when I finished
1: when I finished watching Only. this movie and it was a it was a tough one, but I did finish it. I thought, oh, you know what, I know what happened. Kevin sometimes goes on that Goosebumps podcast. He got his weeks he got his podcast mi- mixed up. That this must be for when he goes on that.
3: My sixteen year old daughter walked in the room and goes, <laughs> What are you watching? That's the girl from my show on Disney. <laughs> <laughs>
4: And then she watched it with you, and then you guys had a really nice time watching a beautiful mu- movie together.
2: That's not how it went. Well, you'll be happy to know that they wanted to do a sequel, Trent. But um, I knew that they, they didn't make enough money, so
1: it got a limited theatrical run.
4: It got set up. I, I thought the ending was fun. Of course, you know yeah. that happened.
1: The in the hospital, was, the ending was fun. Oh, was you mean fun. the very end? Okay, yeah. when they realized that? Okay, yeah, we're that, in that the was cool. sequel. No, I don't want to spoil it, but I mean, that, you know, well, was, I don't wouldn't... think
4: anyone's going to listen or watch it after listening to you talk
3: about it Well, maybe it they like your taste better than mine, and they will watch yeah, it. Probably. A back to the future probably. type of thing happening. So when the mom is killed, that Spoiler. would make the... <laughs> <laughs> That's like in the beginning of the movie. Oh, you
1: mean when she originally... Right. The first scene of the movie, right.
2: Oh, so yeah, you both just conspired to spoil. <laughs> <laughs> you really no. worked that out on your own. <laughs>
3: I didn't. <laughs> well, Let
1: me spoil that for you. After I accuse you, <laughs> well, oh, I was just dear. saying
3: that you would never be born.
1: Oh, you're trying to do like the time travel logic.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah I didn't. Know it's it kind of hard. That that I didn't understand is like what kind of is this a dimension? Is this in a you know all that stuff? But
2: yeah, they don't explain a lot to be honest. I mean, they literally jump through a, a movie nope. theater screen and now suddenly they are in 1986. But not even in 1986, they're just in the movie. And right. it sort of sets you up at the beginning where uh, the movie Camp Bloodbath is 92 minutes long. And when they first encounter the camp counselors and stuff in the movie, they sit there and 92 minutes goes by. And then the movie basically has now restarted itself. So I thought I thought stuff like that was clever. Just, I mean, call me a sucker, but.
4: I'll be sucking with you, pal. This
2: is more, more fun than Trent is a. Uh, is leading on, I think. Maybe not for him. It's it's fun for somebody, just not Trent or Dave. I didn't like it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. You got any, I don't, we don't, we can keep going if you want, Kevin. I um got anything else on this thing? We got we no, got time.
2: I Got a loss
3: for words. I mean, <laughs> real turd. Rare occasions. <laughs>
4: Oh, we really. This is not the worst one we've ever watched. I don't understand. I think it's. I think, think it's
1: up there with Evil Bong.
4: You think this is the yeah. same as Evil Bong?
1: Yeah. Th- see, that's the thing. We're. It's. A, it's just such a fundamental disagreement, artistic disagreement. It's. Artistic it's. You know. There's no way it's to
2: Respectful. You know? It's you're a disrespectful disrespect. horror movie <laughs> I, I've given up feeling bad About having a bad pick It's just not I'm, something yeah, That get, I'm going to have the capacity for So I get
1: panned all the time I don't feel bad I just think you guys don't know What you're talking about a lot of times <laughs> you know, Like tonight <laughs>
2: Tip I think tip. that some of us just have a wider highway. Now, see, that's... that's more lanes. Okay,
1: see, now that's where... Yeah. Yeah.
2: More lanes.
1: I got shit for bringing in Caché, one of the great thrillers of the past 20 years on Halloween. You guys were like, there's no this. <laughs> I mean, it was I,
3: Halloween! I,
2: so far, Trent wants to be quality control. He only wants to talk about his picks. <laughs> I think there's a pattern for him. No, I'm just here.
1: saying, I, I like heartwarming fare. Is anyone I,
2: else feeling like Trent's better than the it rest of us? It just has to be well made.
1: <laughs> No, I'm just saying that it's not that I don't have a watch that I can appreciate, you know, heartwarming there.
2: All right, my second non-themed pick this week, although I guess it's kind of like a horror comedy week, is 2022's... A24 film, Bodies, 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 directed by Helena Rain. She is a Dutch filmmaker. This is her English language debut. Um, But before that, she was very accomplished in acting. So we've talked about this on the show before. Just people kind of, you know, moving from one element of the film industry to another. And I think she did a fine job with this one. Um, But basically, this is a... I don't know if it's a love letter or a condemnation of Gen Z, <laughs> but you have a bunch of rich 20-somethings that gather at their friend David's house for a hurricane party. So there's a massive storm coming through the area. They go to one of his parents, I'm assuming, like vacation homes. Um, and then their friend Sophie, who has been a longtime member of the crew but who has been estranged for a bit, shows up with her new girlfriend, B. Uh, as the hurricane rages and the group begins playing an old favorite game, bodies, 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 we see tension ratchets up when someone is found dead. The game, unlike the Wi-Fi, is now on. Ew! This was a good one. Um, you guys, Dave and Trent, I mentioned before. You guys recommended this to me. So a little bit of a steep rental right now. It's a five ninety nine on Prime. But like The Final Girls, I think this was very well cast. Both movies that I picked seem to be full of TV actors. So people that you would probably recognize more from shows than you would like their feature films. But very well cast. Uh, Pete Davidson, I will watch anything that that guy is on every SNL skit. Happy to see him transitioning into movies. I believe this one is rated R. We get a little bit more gore in this one. We get a little bit more sexy time. Sorry, there are no boobs. It's literally a bunch of utterly hateable characters that just amplify their unlikable personalities throughout the course of the movie. And when one body is found during the the bodies, bodies, bodies game, which is supposed to be sort of like a I don't know if you guys ever played war when you were a kid, like you go out into the woods and it's supposed to be turn all the lights off. Somebody's the killer, the, they sneak around the house, they tap someone, that person's dead, they have to lay down and pretend to be dead. Eventually they do find a dead body, and then the bodies really do start piling up. I thought this was good. I thought that um, this one had heart in a different way from the final girls in terms of B seems to be the only really sort of innocent character here. She is not rich. She is brought into the situation by Sophie. I think the comedy is a little bit more on point in this one and because it's very cleverly written. But I dug this. I appreciate the uh, recommendation. I wanted to uh, get it on the show.
4: I thought this one was fine. It was kind of just like a melodrama with a murder mystery kind of thing spliced in for me. But this is like, I will not say this is my generation. This is the, you know, I'm older than these ones now. Um, mm, Much older. So much older.
2: (laughs) Oh, God.
4: So I feel like I was more annoyed just like, with these characters as opposed to like being like, haha, look at this, I'm like, oh, I have to deal with people like that all the time in my store. Um, so I think it was just that part maybe made it more annoying to me as opposed to being like into the characters. But I thought it was a fun example of how a confined group of people act when they think that their lives are in danger. Especially a group of young rich kids that are just like me, 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 me. So it's just like everyone kind of out for themselves and just like locking people out and hitting people with kettlebells and shit like that. It was stressful to watch because it was like a soap opera with stabbings, slicings, things of that sort. It was interesting. It was an interesting character study. If not anything else. But the funny thing about this movie that Kevin had mentioned is just that I felt no feelings of compassion or empathy for any of the characters, basically, except for my boy Greg. I loved Greg. He was really hot and muscly. Yeah, fair, and he was on uh, pushing up daisies, which was a really cool show. I felt like he was like an outsider coming in. Maybe he was. I don't, I didn't think he was rich. He kind of seemed like he was, you know, more of a backpacker uh, living out of his van, kind of a guy to me. He Yeah. He he
1: was the outlier. He, he was not. An like, he wasn't part of the. Group. Well, and he he's was like at, forty. He's yeah. brought in as a random date. Just by a hot forty Alice. year
4: old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, then we
2: exist, people.
4: And <laughs> then. <laughs> And then B also was an innocent, an innocent kind of onlooker to this one. I would say that this one's also in the horror comedy category for sure. A little bit more, you know, not as outwardly comedic. It was like a sinister thriller to me. And then I think the ending really just tied it all together for me. So it was good. I liked it. It wasn't, I don't think it was my favorite film I've seen this year, but it wasn't the worst. So there we go.
1: I think this is a great one. I think this is among the, I think it stands out as among the better of last year, just because it's different than, you know, I think it occupies its own place. It reminded me a lot of Werewolves Within. It's a very similar, this is the assembled ensemble, even like Knives Out. This follows that formula. It's all, it's a who it. This, this has been criticized as being like, too direct a rip off like a old Agatha Christie novel which I you know I know Agatha Christie but not I haven't read that um and and I think that it kind of stood out I would say that I think it's best the one time I saw this in the theater and I didn't have any expectations and I thought hey this is great it's I think it's very funny you got I think this is way funny I means outward comedy to me it's much much funnier than um The Final Girls but I think that the one time you go in low expectations you're laughing it is pretty cleverly written i did not see the you know the final twist coming i loved the characters you guys are very hard on these fictional characters i thought they were all great i mean i'm not looking for i don't know i'm not looking for purity in characters when i'm watching a movie i'm looking for compelling personalities People are flawed. Like everyone, you know, <laughs> I didn't think that these people were like hateable or anything. I thought they were a bunch of rich kids, and I don't. I mean, I I liked all the characters. Really, I thought they were compelling, and everybody had a you know distinct personality. I love the the podcaster. of oh, the group. They do and, make fun of podcasting. Oh man, it's so good, very funny. Podcasting is a lot of work. Team it's Alice knows what's.
4: <laughs> it's hard to get a following
1: you are upper middle class oh. uh, I mean there's so many very funny scenes I thought were, were cleverly written Pete Davidson is great in this uh, I'm not really a fan of his whole like permagrin aw shuck, stoner big dick guy thing I, <laughs> I don't I know that guy. I don't... It's just like, you know, jackass reject, I think, kind of B-level jackass guy. But I think he's very good in this. Is like, perfectly cast. Everyone is perfectly cast. I think all the actors do a great job in this. I, I can tell you every character's name and their personality because it's so well-drawn in this. So I, I would only ding it in that the second time, I don't know, it's, you know, it's just, it's not as funny as the first. It the, You know the twist, so it's like... I don't know that this will go down as as a classic, but I think it definitely stood out from the field last year. And if you haven't seen it, it's 90 minutes. It's very well paced. I didn't even mind, you know, there's a good amount of setup time, but because it's cleverly written, because the characters are um, distinctively drawn, because the performances are good, I didn't mind at all. I I was swept right along and uh, definitely a good one.
3: Yeah, I saw this um, the first time in the theater. I believe, upon your recommendation, and I loved it. I thought it was like a really fun movie theater experience. Yeah. And the second time, is it, is it a spoiler to say there's a twist? I already said there was a twist. There's an incredible twist, and I felt like betrayed on the second watch. <laughs> the whole time I was watching it, I was just like, you know, like, it outsmarted me. And, like, I had <laughs> feelings about it the whole time. I was like, how did I not see this? How did I not? How did I not see that this was going to happen? But uh, you do after you've seen it because it does feel like a pretty unique movie, and especially put out by A 24 Not, it, not I, I known guess, for
1: not known really for this sort of kind of comedy type fare, it, right. To us, really,
3: it's, I think it's a little bit more sophisticated than it looks like, like on paper. Like when I saw the trailer, yeah. I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, but I I think it's like Mean Girls. Meets climax, meets clue,
2: meets kids. Wow. Kids is an interesting one to throw Sure. Well, it has
3: a grime to it. uh, Drug,
2: with all the drugs and and stuff. Yeah, fair.
1: No, no, like authority. They're kind of Lord of the Flies almost. Right.
2: (laughs) I think, like you mentioned, Trent, like it's just very, very well written at that, like, A24 standard in terms of. It is it is comedic, but, like, Final Girls is just overtly, you know, you have Adam Devine just dropping, like, I was talking about her boobs lines. This one is, like, all, it's dark comedy. It's very dark. Um, and to your point, Dave, like, looking at the trailer and, like, kind of comparing it to some of those movies, and, Trent, you mentioned um, the Agatha Christie novel and then there were none. Uh, this, I think the reason you feel, you said betrayed, It's really clever because it pulls you into, as as horror fans like we are, it sucks you into that mode in your brain where you're instantly looking for all the horror tropes and like it pulls you into this place and then just like flips it on its head at the end. Yeah. Um, So I don't I don't know why you'd feel betrayed because it's so well done that how would you? Like, ever, like, as a lifelong horror fan, how would you see that kind I was
3: like, you got me. Yeah. You yeah,
1: know what I mean? yeah. You, got you got totally,
2: <laughs> yeah. Maybe not betrayed, but you're just like, fuck, I got, I got duped. Right. Like, exactly. <laughs> I'm mad at you because you duped me.
1: I appreciated the, uh, all the drugs. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. There's a
2: lot of drugs. We We're watching it drug. right now. And doing it. Pete Davidson has already had a line where he says, I'm pretty coked up right now. And now he's doing more Coke.
3: He looks like a guy on Coke. Uh, he does a really good job of acting. well. well. A guy in coke yeah
1: it, it was sad how it showed the, the the newly sober the newly clean and sober friend fresh out of rehab showing up to the party and initially not partaking in the drinking and the drugging and through the course of events uh, in the movie you know it subjects herself to even more as hard as it would be to even be at that party obviously once the bodies start dropping yeah then uh, you know she's back to her old ways Sad.
4: Have you guys ever played a game like this, like a werewolf? I don't think I have.
1: Mafia? Whatever, yeah, like yeah. Yeah, no. more,
2: yeah. like that? Yeah, like I said, war when I when I was a kid.
1: Yeah. Hide and seek. I've played hide and seek.
2: <laughs> you yeah. want? You guys want to play it right now?
1: Kick the can. You want to play that? No, but
4: we're not watching a movie about kick the can.
2: Well, it's a game where people
1: hide and then, you know... Bodies, bodies, bodies—the game is basically hide and seek. No, but Except there's like when you a... find someone, they have to fall down, and then
4: no, but it's a mind game to find out who the murderer right. is.
1: That part was a little—it was a little sketchy. confusing. It didn't really, yeah, because they kept talking about the game. I mean, the game only lasted for a few minutes, yeah. And then, because they
4: found a dead body. Yeah, but then
1: they kept talking like, "Who is the? Oh, of course, the killer." But they didn't even show any. There was no evidence presented about who would be the killer. They just started yelling about who they think it was. There was no,
2: there was like, no well, they evidence. Were trying Nobody to, had they were trying to admit. To give... I think the point was, if you weren't the killer and like the consensus wasn't pointing towards you, you mm-hmm. didn't have to admit it.
4: So, right. I've played this game as an adult. Because I worked in a bar with a bunch of nerds, and so they're like, "We're having roleplay night, or so whatever." So wait, this is this is this a game.
2: real game. It wasn't made yes, up. Yes, no, the no, no,
4: no. Werewolf, or I mean, I've never heard it called bodies, 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 but werewolf mafia, whatever the fuck. Yeah, you the basically same. like like they said, like you take a name out of a hat, or you pick, you know, murder out of a hat, and like other people will just be you know, not murderers. And then same thing, like lights go down or like you close your eyes and the murderer gets up and touches the back of the person that they kill. And then it's up to the group exactly like they did it to be like, this is the person that I think it is. And then usually it's kind of like a mob mentality thing where it's like, yeah, that person did do that weird thing. And then blah, 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 blah. Anyway, people play this.
2: But how do you resolve it? How does it get resolved?
4: the The murderer is so the group collectively picks the the murderer, and then that person is taken out of the game. and if everyone's like, "Hey, like say Dave was the murderer. When we all pick Dave, he'd be like, "I'm the murderer, and then we all won and he lost. kind of a thing. That's how it goes. So you as the murderer or the werewolf or the whoever the fuck, you are trying to make it to the end of the game without being found out. And if you kill everyone, because no one's picked you, and each round you keep killing people, boom. So it's like a mind game. I'm very, more of the story is, I'm very bad at it. I'm not good at it because I'm a terrible liar. And I, f- I get uh, worked up really easily, and I don't like to get um, ganged up on. And so I just don't like to play games like this. So you're Emma. I'm Emma. I we, cry. We
3: like games like this, don't we, guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't it does it yeah. seems like kind of okay, a lame
1: okay.
2: I don't know. It, seems it like is kind of a lame. I'm not saying game. it's fun. Yeah. I don't like to, like to play
4: it. I'm just saying it exists and I'm bad at it. So. so so
2: this was set up the same way because they were about to do a second round when the shit hit the fan. Exactly. Right. right. Okay. Okay. I get that a little bit more now. I just don't dare to say anything about this movie. There's it's kinda like uh the
3: death of Dick Long in that way. That there's a lot of you could get tripped up saying something about the the ending which is everything
1: well i'll say that there are i thought there were some not clues to the twist but there are some like little hints and foreshadows that i thought were a little obvious there's a scene involving the car visor mirror where the yeah. camera the camera lingers for so long that you know that okay that's coming back yeah there's an underwear scene in the house You're like okay why did that happen? That must come back at some point. Maybe it's just because we watch so many of these that I'm looking, you for know, some of those. and like I like think it, I only caught it like, too long. Yeah.
2: I watched this twice, I only caught it like the second time through, yeah. So it was only because I think I kind of knew beforehand. Yeah. I, I, I definitely can't say that I, I caught that the first time through
1: the underwear or the um the mirror, uh,
2: everything. All yeah. uh, every yeah. there's uh, like. A million more things that you there, just referenced. Yeah, like, there are like I guess what I didn't, you just referenced. Yeah,
1: I guess I, I can't say I caught all of them. Definitely. Yeah.
2: One thing that I read about that was really cool is uh, the movie. Largely, after the hurricane takes out the power at the house that they're at, <laughs> what
3: you said "hurricane" twice. I like it. It's like a horror. No, this oh, well, is the I...
4: third time. But he. Okay. But he's, but and I've loved he, it every time, and I haven't said the anything. Thing is,
1: the thing is, he says horror like hurricane, and he says horror hurricane like, like <laughs> horror. <laughs> okay.
2: Whatever. We haven't had a making fun of the way Ke- Kevin pronounces words yeah, uh, second in a while, just, so we are, we, we, are a while. <laughs> we are overdue. We are overdue. I thinking. think
1: this is our first hurricane movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but after the storm, Takes out the power. <laughs> <laughs> the film is largely shot in a house with no lights.
1: Yeah, it's great. So yeah, yeah.
2: the the cinematographer Jasper Wolf, he had to teach all... So in the movie, you're watching these characters uh, carry around cell phones and flashlights, and uh, Alice, I think, has like all of like the raver glow sticks like yeah, all over her yeah. body. He had to teach them because that's the only lighting they had. So they didn't have any like professional like on set lighting people. So knowing that and when I like so I watched it and then research and then watched it again, I was like, that's pretty impressive. Like That's yeah. why it looks know, like kids. <laughs> What's that? That's why it looks like kids. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? I, well, that, I, I mean yeah. It's a clean looking movie, but I understand the grime that you're talking about. I loved how
1: much of it takes place in the dark, but I didn't think it was confusing that it, it was just right so that it wasn't too confusing to watch, but it was quite dark, and there are moments where you're not sure for a minute what's happening, just almost like like you were there.
2: No, it's, it's better lit than like, I don't know, I think about like Alien versus Predator, like some of these movies that it's just like, oh, you suck at filming, so you're just going to like make everything super dark and you can't see anything. This, you can actually see stuff. You could watch this movie in the daytime and still actually see the scene, see the characters. And And what about the soundtrack?
1: I loved oh, it, and you know soundtrack. what? I loved the soundtrack because I didn't recognize anything. It was all, like, slapping and jams, and I knew none of them. So I knew that it was accurate, at least. I that wish, they would all yeah. be listening to, like, really great stuff that I've
3: never heard.
4: <laughs> I, don't know, I wish there's more warrant on this one, to be honest.
3: <laughs> I'd I like a good whodunit, and I forgive a lot of things when it once it, like, pulls me in to, like, oh, okay, this is a thing, and your brain starts watching the movie kind of in a different way. So I, I, I like... I like. It. I have a big leeway for whodunits. Well, you're a huge fan of Knives Out. Yes, I am.
1: Has anybody seen Glass Onion?
2: Yes, I have. Yep. What you get You all have? Yeah. Would it was expensive. All... I liked it, but
4: I thought it was fun.
2: Yeah, I'll take another one. I think. I think Netflix signed him on for two more. So oh I'll, fuck I'll yeah. T- yeah, watch yeah. take more. I'm yeah.
4: a boner for that shit. But the
2: first one,
3: there was that like relationship that between the puking girl and the old guy that was really. That one had a lot of That heart. one,
4: ha- Yeah, that one was...
2: Yeah, maybe this is more like Glass Onion where Glass Onion, I think, a majority of the characters are largely unlikable. Knives Out definitely had some more, like, yes, like heartfelt sure. characters that you were rooting for.
1: I mean, these are just kids. I mean, they... They're you
2: know, 20-somethings. They're not just they're kids. kids. They're spoiled, well, rich adults.
3: Well,
1: yeah, yeah. right. You know but, I mean, I, I didn't think they were, like... I didn't think there were any super objectionable yeah you know, I, I, i'm not I, saying i, I hated them bad. and i wish
2: i'm not saying i hated them and i wish for death what i'm saying is that in the course of the movie like alice is a perfect example she amplifies her personality over the course of the 90 minutes all of them do emma mm-hmm. uh pete davidson's character who i think is named david i think all of that like sophie arguably our our leads here are sophie and b and both of their characters, like Sophie especially, I think, gets amplified over the course of the movie, and ultimately there's some revelations to be had. I, th- I think it's really well done. This movie would suck if not for the cast.
3: Well, I like watching volatile people on drugs, people losing their, you know, their S- minds and spin stuff. Spin their own webs. I've been there.
4: Yeah, I think I just I really don't like people that have money usually in life, because I've never had it. So it just makes me grumpy when I see, like, 20-something-year-olds that have lived a life of luxury and shit like that, because I'm just a... Trust funds, they talk
1: about... Sophie, it's kind of revealed that Sophie's... The main reason she's back is not that she missed everyone, but she's been trying to convince David, who is, like, one of her best friends from childhood, to uh, get her parents to unlock her trust fund. Yeah, basically. her motive.
4: Yeah, so i am just... I don't know. I hate. I just. I don't hate anyone. Let me say that. But I really. Yeah, I do.
1: David Davidson's character. He goes a little far with the. He's supposed to be like getting aggro because he's been doing coke all day. Mm -hmm. A little far with the aggro. I thought like when he cold cocks Greg in the slapping game. They played the slapping game where. Yeah. I've never played that. Where. Uh, it's like a, a taking shots game where before you take a shot, you slap the person. You sit in a circle. We could play that It'd game. Like, Wait, fun. You ever done? <laughs> you ever done whiskey right now. slaps? No.
4: That's when you take a shot of whiskey and then someone slaps you. After. It's like the opposite. Yeah. Oh.
1: On uh, this, in this game, they slap the person and then the person takes the shot. See, no, Seems when you when you
4: slap after the shot, it takes away the pain of the shot going down, and instead you focus on uh, the pain in your face.
1: Yeah. So Pete Davidson just cold cocks the old guy. I mean, really, yeah, no practicing. slap,
2: like full yeah. right hook.
1: And and Greg is very, um, very Jesus-like about it. He doesn't even he just is like, I'm going to bed now.
4: Yeah, what a saint. No, he goes through a whole round after that. He's like, it's cool.
1: Oh, right. I'll play this game. And then he leaves again, like when David's
2: he, being even more aggressive. Yeah, he's just that. being a huge dick.
4: He's using yeah, his huge
2: whole, dick. The the best defense is a great offense. Mm, mm. Yeah. That whole. That's well, how a pretty would you good...
4: explain that? And I was waiting. I was like, wait, what? Wait, how, how do you is he, explain? What explain?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, what I do if
3: some weird coke head corner yeah. me and asked me this. I'd be like, football.
2: I don't know. I also liked um how much they really piled on like Gen Z's use of social media and like the over appropriation of like certain yeah. buzzwords.
1: Oh, that was yeah. great. I, you're silencing me. Yeah. Oh gaslighting. gaslighting, gaslighting. <laughs>
2: like Davidson has a great monologue. It's a little mean, um, but he he does get a, his point There's, across. Yeah, there like, are
1: a bunch of those. I the other ones are escaping me, but there are a bunch of like
2: narcissist. Yeah, yeah, a bunch um, of
1: social media like pop psych buzzwords they keep using on each other.
4: And just talking about the podcasting, like I hate listening to your podcast. Yeah, I hate listening to your- listen.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: I just hope. That we are at the point one day that someone hate listens to our
1: podcast. I'll take all the listeners we can get. Yeah. <laughs> Crank those numbers up. Some of my some of my hate follows are some of my favorite follows. Those you are know? my
4: favorite follows because yeah. I live We're, vicariously through the things you steal from these people.
1: <laughs> where, where would we be without
3: our hate follows, you know? Yeah. Say something provocative.
2: Amanda Stenberg, who plays Sophie, um, which I don't know her from like a ton. I think she was in the um Film adaptation of The Hate You Give. Yep. This was largely critically acclaimed. Uh, There was one New York Times critic, Lena Wilson, who basically called this movie a 95-minute advertisement for cleavage. And I loved that Stenberg clapped back and she said, "Um, your review was great. Maybe if you had gotten your eyes off my tits, you could have watched the movie. (laughs) Ew. I didn't I didn't find, I didn't think
1: this was like a big cleavage movie. I don't really I get that take. I didn't. Could have used more boobs in this. I
4: mean, if we had seen a nipple, like maybe, <laughs> yeah. but like,
1: what's wrong with some cleave? There's quite a bit of blood in this. It's not particularly gory, but I did appreciate how everyone, even the deaths that do occur, everyone is covered in blood by the end. They look like they just walked out of the Evil Dead movie. The, sta- all...
2: the staircase death. Yeah. Is...
1: Yeah, it's like not violent, but everybody still gets bloody. Well,
2: you, you, you only see the aftermath, but like the entire staircase and walls are just covered in blood. That's Any news head. on a sequel to this? No. I, I guess it's kind of hard, bodies, I guess. Bodies,
3: bodies, bodies.
1: Next week, we are joined by a very special guest filmmaker Justin M. Seaman. Writer and director of the 2016 feature film The Barn, which can be found on Prime, Tubi, or Vudu, as well as the upcoming films The Barn Part Two, and Cryptids.